Welcome to The Lab. What's going on, all you Brainiacs out there, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Laboratory. I am your host, the King of Trade, Shane Palma, joined always by Spitfire Lucas Parrish. What's going on, guys? And the chemist, Jack McGrath. Shane, how are we doing today? Welcome back, Lucas. Thank, Thank you, you for, for taking uh, your birthday week off. Jeez, left well, us in there. I was, I was about to say, I listened to the episode, and I don't appreciate the, the slander around my birthday. You know, it's it's but i'm back from me you know no i i was traveling to la which is where i am right now meaning the fantasy football laboratory currently is spread across the entire united states with shane in new york jack in chicago myself in la the lab takes on the world guys we're just here to conquer we're, we're dividing and conquering right now that's exactly what we're doing just hitting the biggest markets you know that's all we're doing we, we this is definitely strategic for the lab that's 100 percent why why we did this i mean you got shane he, he's the new york base me and the chicago base and then luke is la base so i'm i'm so. only like a little bit jealous that you got to go to vegas even if it was for a few hours that's like the dreams I'm, that i'm, I'm so waiting to be for. honest I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we, we stopped for lunch in Vegas. We walked down Fremont Street. First off, don't go down Fremont Street. <laughs> I, I, uh, it was, uh, was <laughs> it scared me a little bit. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't know how much I liked Vegas, uh, but I know that's that's very much where, where you want to end up, Shane, and, and, you know, more power to you. I don't think you're old enough to appreciate Vegas yet. I think that's one of the things. Once you're 21, I think it offers a lot more than it does right now. Very much so. Absolutely no no question about that. All right, so we got a jam-packed show today. Not only are we going to go right back into the mock draft that we've been doing, but I have been doing my own little bit of research with School Over. I spent some time doing a lot of different mock drafts on Yahoo, and I have some pretty interesting things to share. Uh, did either of you guys see the tweet that I put out today about the rookies that are going? I did. I did see that. I did not. Can you inform me? Yes. So I, I there was a lot of things that I saw. I want to start off with rookies because rookies are, are the newest addition to our draft and, and something that we haven't covered yet. And I don't think any rookies have gone yet in our mock draft. But here are some things that I've seen so far in at least 10 mock drafts that I've done. In almost every single one, Najee Harris the hype is there. He's gone in the second round in eight out of the 10 drafts. That's crazy. crazy. That's it crazy. really is. I, I, I don't think I, I listen absolutely with the touches that he's going to get absolutely put up that value, but some of the players that were passed on to take him, people passed on Deandre Hopkins, people passed on AJ Brown to grab Najee Harris, people pass on. I'm trying to remember running back. I know you like Chris Carson. Uh, Miles Sanders that he was passed on Antonio Gibson was passed on for Najee Harris at one point it, it and when we're in what May right now I, I think he might end up being a second round pick if everything keeps going like this by August I, I don't I don't I don't know how often rookies t- like stock tends to fall like I, I feel like as it just as as the season progresses preseason goes on all it's really gonna do is rise I mean how crazy would it be if Najee Harris becomes a late first rounder by the time drafts come around? And I think that's very possible because it's just, again, not often do I see stock for these rookies fall. Typically it just starts off lower and rises up as the, as the, you know, draft season progresses, but I don't really see it fall. So I don't know where Harris is going to end up, but wherever it is, it's too rich for me. I, yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure if it's too rich for me. If you look at what James Conner has done in the past in that offense, Najee Harris is a more talented back than James Conner. Their Steelers are going to rely on the run game more than they did last year. And there's no competition there. The issue is the Steelers offensive line is pretty garbage. So yeah. 
you don't want to jump into that situation right away with full confidence as your second round pick as a third round pick is a fourth round pick. I could buy that though. I, I would love that though. But, but that's not what we're talking about. Zero chance he's there in the fourth. Zero yeah. percent chance he's there in the fourth. Third, maybe. I mean, we haven't taken him yet, and we are now approaching the third round of our mock draft. But, uh, I mean, from what I saw, you know, a few times he lasted to the third. He didn't make it past mid-third. That was the cutoff point. As soon yeah. as he got past that, you know, second tier of running backs, basically made third tier of running backs, he was right at the start of the charge. He was taken above David Montgomery every time, above Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, above Chris Carson every single time. He, he was leading his own tier at that to point. To be fair, I would take him above all those guys as well. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm where do I have him? In my rankings, he was taken above Joe Mixon. Yeah. Uh, I have Najee Harris one spot below Joe Mixon. Okay. Similar I, situations. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I can understand the hype, and, and I could even get behind. I've got Najee Harris at 13. Yeah, um, I'm at 14. I can, I can get behind a late second round pick on Najee Harris. I can it's when you start taking him over guys like AJ Brown, if, if there's an Austin Eckler on the board, right? I mean, you know, if there's a Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson on the board, if you're taking him over those guys, that's where I can't get behind it. Yeah, I'm in about the same boat. I mean, I, I think there's a case for him over Akers and Gibson. I actually have him ranked ahead of both of those guys right now. But as you were saying, I, it's, it's, that's a tough situation for me to justify by taking him that highly. They'll be close come actual draft day. One guy that's not going to be as close as them that's going in round six I've typically seen is Travis, which I think is the perfect spot for him. I think if you're able to grab him as your second running back, maybe even your third running back at that point, Urban Meyer came out. They said they're using him at at wide receiver now, which is horrible news for LaVishka Chenault, who was supposed to be kind of like that X-factor type player that was going to be spread across the field. Now it seems like it might be Travis Etienne. But for Travis Etienne... I like that a whole lot. Here's here's the thing when it comes to Travis Etienne. That pick by the Jaguars was horrific, right? That I mean, maybe the worst pick of the NFL draft. But if they use Travis Etienne as a receiver, it suddenly gets a lot better. Like, I'm still not saying it was a great pick. Obviously, Travis Etienne is incredibly talented. You know, that that's not a that's that's not anything I'm gonna deny. And he's a phenomenal receiving back. He was he was the second best receiving back in this draft class, um, best all around back in this draft class. But, you know, Etienne, as a, as a receiver, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to watch, especially preseason. I think preseason is going to be very telling. Where Travis Etienne lines up a lot of the time in preseason is, like gonna, is I think, where we're going to see. Are we going to see two RB sets from this Jaguars offense? Because if we see Travis Etienne line up at wide receiver a, a decent amount during the preseason, I think there's a chance that both Etienne and James Robinson have fantasy value. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that, especially PPR-wise. Travis Etienne is one of those guys who, as we've talked about in the past, can get you 10 points a game pretty easily just based on reception floor alone. I think he could be one of those guys who scores a lot of touchdowns through the through the air game and out of the backfield and can break off big plays. So that provides him val- fantasy value. I mean, he could be a five-reception-a-game kind of guy. He seems like a player that's 100% going to get that hype going into the draft. Like you said, Lucas stocks only go up at that point for rookies. Typically I could legitimately see him being a fourth round pick. Yeah. I could. No question. No question. Absolutely. Especially if, if in the preseason he balls out, which I expect him to, especially if there's a lot of reports of, of him playing, getting a lot of snaps, you know, in the slot, right. Especially if it's, you know, if they are running two running back sets, 
50% of the time with James Robinson and Travis Etienne both there, there's a scenario where Etienne ha- averages, you know, over 10 touches a game with at least half being receptions. And, and that's something that I don't know if I'm still quite touching in the fourth round, but, but something I can definitely get behind in the sixth. Do you guys remember the hype behind Royce Freeman when he yes. was being touted as a possible star running back? Yes, I yeah. do. I, I remember that. I think in fantasy drafts that year, I saw him go as high as like the early third round. That's, That's where people were taking him. Javante Williams isn't there yet, but each draft that I've done, it's a slow, steady increase that I've seen him sneak up from the eighth round to the seventh round. Now he's pushing right near Travis Etienne for the sixth round. And if he gets any closer, because Melvin Gordon's ADP right now is around 55, right, right next to Mike Davis in Yahoo's rankings. I want no part of that. No, thanks. I'm taking Mike Davis over Javante Williams, hundred percent. Every single yeah, time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm taking Melvin Gordon over Mike Davis. Mm, I wouldn't do that. I think, I think Melvin Gordon, not I, do not, I do not think Javante Williams will affect the value of Melvin Gordon as much as people think this year. Javante Williams is 20 years old. He was one of the younger players in this draft class, the youngest running back, a guy who right now isn't as talented as Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, not not really even that close, but he's a guy who can develop into a phenomenal running back in the future. That's why they drafted him. They drafted him to take over after Melvin Gordon's contract runs out next year. Not this year. This year, it's going to be Melvin Gordon's backfield. Maybe not entirely. Can you be sure of that, though? I can't be sure of that. I can't I'm, be sure I'm, that by I'm, week eight, like the, like the Jonathan Taylor situation we talked about last year, where I said, you know, it was Marlon Mack's backfield. Jonathan Taylor, after the bye, week eight, would take over. It would be his backfield because they want well, to move here, here are the two differences with those situations. Number one, Melvin Gordon's a more talented running back than Marlon Mack. And number two, Melvin Gordon's being paid a lot more than Marlon Mack was being paid at that point. I do not think there is a scenario where Melvin Gordon is not the lead back in this backfield. No, I think he's the lead back 100%. But I think there is a case to be made that Williams does have handcuff value. The Broncos well, didn't re- The Broncos got rid of Philip Lindsay for a reason because they had a backup plan. Gordon is a standalone back. He's a good back. He's also getting up there in age. And so they needed a replacement. If they can work Williams into the system, they're going to work Williams into the system. This team is not a contender this year. I think they're a little bit overhyped at the moment. They're not a contender going into this year unless they get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. They're a good team, but they still need to start that rebuilding process. And Melvin Gordon doesn't get them where they need to be. So I think Javante Williams could definitely take a lot of touches away from him, which pushes him in my rankings also right around the Mike Davis range. I am taking Kareem Hunt over Melvin Gordon, 100%. I am no. taking Mike Dave. No? How no. can you say no? No, Kareem Hunt's a, a high-end RB3. I'm not going to say Kareem Hunt is an RB3. Kareem Hunt finished no. as the RB10 in PPR last year. Melvin Gordon is – yeah, Kareem Hunt was also incredibly inconsistent throughout the year. There's a oh, lot Melvin more to Gordon. Melvin Gordon is, has a lot of uh, – has a much higher opportunity for a lot more touches. He doesn't I have to be in that offense. Gordon. I currently have Melvin Gordon two spots ahead of Kareem Hunt. So I can get where you're coming from, Shane, but I'm not 100% there yet. Melvin Gordon has, a, has a, a road to a lot more touches, a lot more consistently than Kareem Hunt does. And, and I'm going to take that every single day of the week. I'm going to take every single day of the week, I will take a guy who can get me 10 to 15 points consistently over a guy who will get me 20 points one game and five points the next game. No, see, I think you're contradicting yourself. I think that's Melvin Gordon. And I think the 10 to 15 is Kareem Hunt. I really no. do, especially in PPR, especially in PPR. Can't tell me otherwise. PPR 100% cream hunt over Melvin Gordon. 
I mean, I, I, I can understand the argument, but I still don't think I still don't know if I'm drafting Kareem Hunt in an RB2 slot. And, and I would be willing to do that with Melvin Gordon. The ceiling is also a lot higher for Melvin Gordon. I mean, I built a team yesterday in a mock draft where I had Kareem Hunt as my RB2 and I love how it turned out. I ended up with, if I can pull it up here, oh, of course, I don't have it. I didn't post that one on the TikTok, but I had Melvin Gordon as my RB2. I started off with the wide receivers that I wanted. I got an elite tight end and I got a running back that I wanted. So I think it, I think it works out. I, I can't, I can't take Melvin Gordon over Kareem Hunt. It doesn't make sense to me. Um We'll come back to the rookies when we talk about them later in this draft, but I do want to get started again with the mock draft so we can at least get through one round today. Uh, Jack, you were the last one to pick with Allen Robinson at 24. Yeah, I had Christian McCaffrey on this team too. So do I mix it up and just jump back to our earlier conversation or do I take... So somebody who's jumped up my board here, and I think I'm going to pick them, is their offensive line. The line's offensive line improved a lot. They got Penny Sewell. Fell to him in the draft. The issue was that the Lions offense wasn't going to be good enough for this running back to sustain value. And I think the improvements on the offensive line and moderate improvements in the receiving game help him a lot. I'm going with DeAndre Swift here. Now, I usually don't love DeAndre Swift. He was way lower in my rankings. I've hated him for a while. But the Lions offensive line, they just signed Frank Rag now again. They got Penny Sewell, and he's jumping up the board. I'm a fan right now of DeAndre Swift jumping up the rankings here. Don't take my guy. That's just mean. Yes. I've got, I I mean, look, I can't disagree with anything you said. I have DeAndre Swift as my RB 12, like with everything, every improvement that the Lions made to their line on top of having, you know, Jared Goff is going to give you at least stable quarterback play, you know, a a little bit. DeAndre Swift is is in for without much competition there for touches. DeAndre Swift is is in for a workhorse back season. I could absolutely see him being a, a top five running back by the end of the season. Sorry, I'm putting out a tweet right now asking people if they'd rather have Kareem Hunt or Melvin Gordon PPR next season. Okay, you're 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 stuck on the wrong thing, Shane. We've moved on now. We're we're on to the mock draft. No, it, but, yeah, I like it, it's it's a it's a conversational piece because people need to talk about this, and this is going to be a question that comes up during the draft. It's going to be a question that comes up during our draft within the next two rounds. So it's definitely something that we're going to come back to. DeAndre Swift, great. Uh, I was not taking DeAndre Swift with this pick because this team I currently have, I love this team, Terry McLaurin and Dalvin cook. Why is my computer making so much noise? Uh, hopefully no one can hear that. My next highest player available. I'm taking a risk here. I'm taking a risk is Jonathan Taylor because I still believe in how talented Jonathan Taylor is. This will not happen in your draft. I can, I can promise you from what I've seen every single time, Jonathan Taylor has gone, uh, with the seventh pick or earlier. That's it. In Yahoo, he's ranked fifth overall. I don't understand it. I still don't believe it. I'm just going to take him here because I-, I think there's still potential. If Marlon Mack is merely there as a handcuff and we're projecting him wrong and he's actually not going to do anything, then my Taylor hype train will continue. But I'm not taking him in the draft. I'm not taking him above guys like Nick Chubb, above Aaron Jones. It doesn't make sense. I'll take him here. Um, Again, fantastic offensive line. Great system for him. Too many mouths to feed in that backfield. Not a fan with your first overall pick. I mean, you're not going to get a disagreement from myself and Jack. I, I'm, it's, I'm probably, I, I'm moving him up a little bit in my rankings, but 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 he's still in the RB2 range. We're not going to draft him because even at that point, I would take Travis Kelsey over Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And Travis Kelsey's going 
13th overall. And the only drafts that I've seen him go in the first round is when I bring him into the first round. If I have a pick within the top nine, that's literally. Wow. wow. And I'm just drafting him. What third overall here in our mock draft. Like I, I love, I love Travis Kelsey tight ends. Every single time I will say this, Aaron Jones falls out of the top 12, every single draft that I've done. It's a mistake. Not, not, not if Jack and I get, get late in picks fall. in our draft. Same here. Listen, I've started off multiple drafts with Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones, and it is so beautiful. Come back to the third with Darren Waller. It is so nice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. No, that sounds really great, Shane. Hey, can you remind me who I have on this team with Travis Kelsey? Because I don't have it written down. Uh, Jeez. The Travis Kelsey team. I think you took Keenan Allen along with Travis Kelsey. Keenan Allen. Okay, excellent. That's right. I went I went wide receiver. You are totally correct. Let's see. Do I break into running backs? You know what? I, I think I will. And I'm going to take a guy who has been rising up, not only my draft board, but rising up a lot of draft boards recently. And that's my man, Miles Gaskin, out of uh, Miami. He's been, I mean, last year he was really good and they've given him zero competition. I mean, I understand that what Carlos, not Carlos Hyde, um, there, there is a uh, Malcolm Brown is there. I don't care. He's not going to take anything away from miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin as of right now is a workhorse in that backfield. And if it stays that way, miles Gaskin could see himself move up sneakily near RB one for myself. I don't, you won't have to take him this high from what I've seen in Yahoo's. He's a fourth round pick that I've sometimes moved up into the third round because I would start with a tight end wide receiver and then I'd need an RB one. And I would fall on miles Gaskin as my RB one because I didn't like any of the other options there. Or if I started with a running back wide receiver, miles Gaskin just happened to be the guy that always fell into my lap in round three, but you can get him round four, which is great. Maybe he moves up to round three by draft day. I don't think you'll have to pay three. Uh, but late round three, early round four is where I've been seeing him go. I think that's that's a fine spot for him. And I think he can improve on the value that you're taking him there at. Oh, no question. Shane, I, I have a quick question. On these mock drafts that you're doing, are you seeing a run on running backs like we had in our mock draft here with like nine of the first 10 picks being running backs? Yes, yes. The I, I mean, I can tell you right now, I mean, the, the, the order that I've seen most often is, and this is repetitive over McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Barkley, Kamara, Taylor, Elliot, Chubb, that's that's the top eight. Some order of that is the top eight. Then once you break that top eight, you'll see first wide receiver go. I've seen a mix of Hill and Diggs over the past few days because of the whole situation with Rodgers and the uncertainty, uncertainty around Devontae Adams. He's fallen out of the top 12 as well. He sometimes will go, I've seen as low as 15. Uh, at that point, wow. I think that's the cutoff. I think you have to take him right now, especially if you're drafting right now. Uh, that's great value. Other players that I've seen go, uh, Austin Eckler will sometimes sneak his way into the top 12, which is fine. Aaron Jones just somehow doesn't do it. I don't understand how he just can't crack that top 12. There's he's minor Jack's RB4. I know, and I have him overall at seven. So, like, he he's a first-round pick. And so is Travis Kelsey, who yep. I have taken, again, every time I've been in the top 12. But other than that, he goes at 13, between 13 and 15, which is ludicrous. It really is. George Kittle will go at 24, 25, and Darren Waller ends up going at 43 or 44. Oh my gosh, 43 or 44? He should end up being a third round pick, I would say, once things settle out in August. But if things stand and he's a fourth round pick, I might punt Travis Kelsey in the first round and hold out hope that I can grab Waller later on. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the league that you're drafting in because if it's a league with us, good luck. But I know, but especially when you look at the running backs where it's like if I have pick seven, would I yeah. rather have Aaron Jones or would I rather have Travis Kelsey? And then when I look into the third round, would I would I rather pair Aaron Jones with Darren Waller? Or would you rather pair Travis Kelsey with Miles Gaskin? Uh, uh, Miles Gaskin, which one would you rather have? I mean, Aaron Jones and Darren Waller, I, I think, is a pretty clear I answer think that's there. A clear answer. No, I mean, I, I again still really like Travis Kelsey and, and Miles Gaskin, but especially you know just just with how good Darren Waller is, and, and there really still is not that much receiving um, talent in that offense to to take targets away from Darren Waller at this point, unless Henry Ruggs really steps up. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's definitely the way to do it. 100%. I just want to insert something real uh, real quick here. The tweet has nine replies as of this moment. Every single person has said Kareem Hunt over Melvin Gordon. Continue. Look at that. Interesting. Jack, you're up. Good to All know. Right. I'll get Melvin Gordon. People can get Kareem Hunt. That's fine. I've got Derrick Henry and Chris Carson on this team. Third round, we're probably looking wide receiver. Unless I go three running backs. That was something I was toying with earlier, but I'm not sure the value's here, and I think I can get another good backup running back later. Oh, the value go- here, Jack. Jack, the value's here. The value is here? You don't, don't have get- to take it, but... Can I, I, I are you thinking say, Joe Mixon? Because he's my next highest rated running back. I think that's what you're thinking because you love him. But well, I, love, I was about to say, Shane's that not that funny. ready to get hurt again. That was funny. That was funny. Um, I'm going to go with my next highest rated receiver because I'm as the sixth rated receiver Amari overall. Cooper. I'm going with Amari Cooper. I considered taking him just because you took DeAndre Swift, but I figured I'd go with a running back. Yeah, was- Amari Cooper, when he had Dak Prescott throwing to him last year through the first few games of the season – was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. That offense just got better this offseason. Dak Prescott is back. He's on a good contract. Amari Cooper is ready to go. He has his quarterback throwing to him finally. He was still decent with Andy Dalton, and now he gets Dak Prescott, who was throwing for, what, 400 yards a game last season. That offense is going to be insane next season. I want every part of it, and Amari Cooper is the part I want the most. This is a good spot for Amari Cooper. Yes, this is a spot that that Amari Cooper has been going. I've seen him go between 29 and 34. That's usually the range that Amari Cooper goes. And this is this is a very good spot for him. So with the next pick, Jack, you are right. I do have Joe Mixon as my next highest running back. But with the team that I've built right now, I took Alvin Kamara, who's technically a risk right now because we don't know who's starting a quarterback. And I took Calvin Ridley. So I'm going to just continue on with the risk. I don't want the... Joe Mixon risk because I don't like Joe Mixon. And I, you know what? Sometimes I'll show bias. I won't take Joe Mixon. I'll take Najee Harris. I want a guy that's going to get all the touches in the offense. I want to get, I'm going to go full in with this, this risk team. Lucas, I think you did that one time, but it was way worse than what this has been. No, so no, 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 no. It was, that was my first Travis Kelsey team. Cause I had Antonio Gibson, DeAndre him. Swift, CD lamb and T Higgins. That was uh, my, that's actually not too bad. T Higgins oh. is, has an overall ADP right now in Yahoo of 71. Yeah. One spot right above where Aaron Rodgers is going. So you'll, you'd be able to wait. If you do believe in T Higgins, you'll be able to wait a little bit on him. And we'll talk about the Bengals in a little bit, but I'm going to take Najee Harris here because I don't like Joe Mixon, even though I have him higher. I don't like Joe Mixon. I don't, I see, here's the thing. I, I don't have him higher because they didn't, the, the Bengals didn't do nearly enough to, to make that offensive line better for me to put Joe Mixon any higher than a mid tier RB two. All the talents there, all the touches are there. Giovanni Bernard is even gone. Like Joe Mixon should get three, sh- should be on the field for three snaps every single Good. possession, every Good. single try, every single, every single one through four downs. Joe Mixon should be on there for at least three of those downs. But that offensive line isn't better. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I just don't, I still don't trust it. There are not enough pieces in place for Joe Mixon to be successful. I will also say Najee Harris uh, came out on an interview yesterday saying the Steelers are utilizing him at the wide receiver position as well. They want to use him in the receiving game. If that does anything for your guys' intake on his value. Absolutely. And, and his pro day, I think really showed that Najee Harris does have some upside with at the receiver position. And and I might fall in love with this guy. I'm not going to lie. I might fall in love with him, which is dangerous. That's not something you want to do. But we'll we'll see. I mean, he caught what like forty some passes his senior year. He can definitely catch the ball, and, and he's using that though, pass for, yeah. for a running back, especially if that shows that they want him to be a three down back. That they'll keep him on the field. They won't put like McFarland in there. They won't put someone else in there. They trust him to be there every single snap on the field. I love that. I really do. You might move up. I might move him up. I don't know. I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. No, I get it. The problem still is bad offensive line. I know. Is a I know, for I know. Disaster. It is. I mean, look at Joe Mixon. And, and I know he's not the same running back as Joe Mixon. Najee Harris is is runs a lot more like Derrick Henry than Joe Mixon. But, you know, a bad offensive line is still a bad offensive I, line. I think the thing that will separate Mixon and Harris at the end is that Harris will have more opportunities to, to punch a ball in at the goal line because of the Steelers' Uh, ability to get down the field with their air attack. That's really what it'll come down to. Screw the offensive line if they're at the one-yard line. If Najee Harris can get it in, he'll get you the touchdown. That's fair. All right. Well, now I think it's my pick. It is. We're looking at at my team of Aaron Jones and Cam Akers. Wow. I started off really well in the running back position. You know, there are some wide receivers that that I absolutely like. But you know what, Jack? I'm going to go ahead and and do – a three because there are some running backs that I really really like still on the board and by running backs I mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire it's who I'm going to take as my RB3 here as this offseason has progressed Clyde has started moving up my board he's he's moved higher and higher I really like Clyde for this year and I think in the third round it's, it's a really great spot to get him he's a guy who I think has the floor of an RB2 absolutely the ceiling though if they use him like I think Andy, like I think he can be used, and like I think Andy Reid intended for him to be used when he drafted him. You're looking at a, a wide receiver, a running back wide receiver hybrid who also gets a lot of touches, like a Tariq Cohen if Cohen got a lot more touches. And you know, I'll, I'll definitely take that all day. He's a guy who can also be a three down back and has the upside of such. Perfect spot for him. Perfect spot. He typically goes 30 to 31 in the Yahoo drafts that I've done. I agree with you what you're saying. We overhyped him last year for what he could do, but this is the spot for him. If he's going to produce for you, it's going to be in the third round. He'll definitely get you that value next season. Was he overhyped last year? Because when he started off the season, he started off with an insane amount of carries. I mean, you look at uh, the first few weeks of the year, he, he was cracking 20 carries, 15 carries, and then Le'Veon Bell came in and it started going down. And there weren't as many touches for him to have, but he's getting double-digit carries. He's going to have 15 carries a game in that offense. He had 181 carries last year. He's going to have 15 carries a game in that offense this year. And we could potentially be looking at a guy who very slowly could be a sleeper for an RB1 next year because he's falling down draft board because everybody hyped him up to the moon last year. And he didn't produce as an RB1, but this year I think that the touches are there. The receptions are there. The offense is there. Everything's there for him to be an RB1 this year. I'm doing a a no RB strategy with one of my teams here. And while the wide receivers are great, I don't know if I'm going to like it, especially because I feel like once you get out of the third round, it's the the risk and and just the running backs available take an absolute nosedive 
uh, with the potential. Like you still have like Clyde could be a, a top five running back. Honestly, like he could, the, the potential is there. Gaskin could too. And you Gaskin can get them both could. in the third round. DeAndre Swift could Jonathan Taylor still one could not Harris could once you get past that could Chase Edmonds really be a top five running back no, no. I don't think so I don't no. think so could could Mike Davis really be a top five running back no there's only one no, guy no. there's only one guy in that later tier that I think even has the potential but I mean again it's it's like nowhere near as much as I think Clyde and, and Miles Gaskin I think you have to leave the first three rounds you have to with a running back even if Clyde's your number one I think Clyde could be a great number one at this sure. point he you was he was on team. my team last year, right? Yeah. On, on one on, on your team as well, one of your teams, Shane. Yeah, so that's I, I would say leave the first three rounds with at least one running back. Jack, you're up. All right. Speaking of running backs here, I'm gonna go running back too. Um, I don't want the risk that entails Joe Mixon with this team because I have Nick Chubb right now and DeAndre Hopkins. This is a safe team. I want to keep it that way. So I'm gonna go another safer running back that I like. And that's going to be Miles Sanders, who I've ranked 25th overall. And I think is a steal here, actually. I think he could possibly still go in the second round. Miles Sanders is a guy who, with Jalen Hurts, produced phenomenally last year. He is the RB1 in his offense this year. He is an RB1 in a good offense, an improving offense. And he is now in his third year as the as the, as the running back for the Eagles. And he's the second year as the main starter. He is going to lead this team in touches next year. He's going to be fantastic. I love his goal line carry potential. I love his reception potential. I love his everything potential. I want Miles Sanders on my team next year. What might surprise you guys, I don't know if this will surprise you, Jack, but it'll surprise you, Luke, is Miles Sanders' ADP in Yahoo is 24 overall. 24. One it's spot ahead of George Kittle. I am ranked 25 overall. So. Yeah. so you're right on par with Yahoo right now. Wow. I love that. I absolutely love that because that means that I'm going to have better teams than everybody who drafts Miles Sanders at 24 overall. That's phenomenal for me. I mean, there are definitely some players that I would rather have over Miles Sanders at that point. Like if I'm in that position at 24, 25, and I don't have a tight end yet, I will take George Kittle every single time over Miles Sanders. I don't think I, that's a question. I barely have him inside my top 24 running backs, like much less overall, like, no, I, I don't. I, we've talked about why I don't like Miles Sanders, and, and it's because Let's I hear it. think we he's going to be in a committee. Absolutely, no, he's, he's going to be in a committee. Kenneth Gainwell was the best receiving back in this draft class. They signed. They went out, out of their way to get on Johnson. They didn't just do that because they, oh, this will be fun. No, they got on Johnson to take some touches as well. You're going to have a committee. Maybe Miles Sanders will lead the committee. doesn't matter. It'll still be a committee. I think really RB low RB2 is where I expect Miles Sanders to finish next season. And that's where I have him. I've got him at RB22. So you're telling me right now. Yes. Carry on Johnson. Yes. Who had 181 total rushing yards last season. So not a yes. lot. Is, and was not a factor for DeAndre Swift in your rankings. Is yes. now a factor for, for Miles Sanders? Because I yes, just don't no think question. that's No question. No, no question. no question. No question. No question. Not at all. He'll take a couple touches a game, but he's nothing more than a change of pace every once in a while back. Yeah, and and I think Gainwell's Gainwell, good. I agree. Gainwell's good. Gainwell is, will take some receptions, not enough to drop Miles Sanders out of the third round. Yes, he will. I don't want to get involved with this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm, tapping, I'm tapping out for this one. I'm <laughs> and I want to spend, uh, I don't know how much time we have. It's important that we spend time on this pick, though, because this is a guy that has slowly but surely moved his way up my draft board, and I've seen him go in the third round in Yahoo drafts, and I think that we've slept on him a bit too much to this point, a bit too much. I'm taking Michael Thomas. 
here's the thing. No matter who's at quarterback, Taysom Hill showed a really nice rapport with Michael Thomas. There was a game where he had like 12 targets with Taysom Hill as a starter, 10 receptions, something like that. He didn't score a touchdown. He didn't score a touchdown in the regular season. He's actually him and Danny Amendola. I, I think I noted this at one point with the two wide receivers who had over 50 targets in the season that didn't score a touchdown. But, but, but. Michael Thomas is really this team's only option outside of Alvin Kamara. They didn't draft another wide receiver. Their second wide receiver somehow, some way, I feel like this guy's been there forever, is Traquan Smith. Still, I don't know how this guy is still the second wide receiver on the team, but he is. They lost Jared Cook. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. That that also brings up another point. I think Adam Trotman's going to be moving up my tight end rankings. I think he's going to be a huge sleeper tight end to look out for next year. He's a guy that goes outside the top 200 of players overall. But Michael Thomas, this is kind of spot that you'd see him go in Yahoo drafts between 34, uh, between 32 and 34. I'm taking him here at 31. I, I, I think that we've slept on him a bit too much. And I think Miles, uh, not Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas is going to be rising up draft boards overall as we get closer to the season. The guy led his position by over 100 fantasy points the year before this. You can't tell me that he just totally a cliff like this, especially just with the freak injuries that he had last year. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. If you took Michael Thomas in the second round, I really couldn't blame you. You know, Michael Thomas is, is a guy who has probably fallen further than, than he really should have. But Michael Thomas is, is definitely, I mean, this is a phenomenal pick, Shane, and, and one that I can completely get behind. I have Michael Thomas as my wide receiver 12 right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I was about to take him with my next pick as well because I was thinking, hey, Michael Thomas is still on the board. He's looking pretty good. I'm more comfortable with him in the fourth round, but as a third rounder, the potential value you could get, I mean, you're looking at the potential wide receiver one next year. But one, yeah. the quarterback yeah. room scares me ever so slightly, but doesn't scare me enough to say, all right, I'm not taking Michael Thomas. I mean, even with Taysom Hill, he produced. So Yeah, he yes. produced. He just got it. He just has to score the touchdown, especially in yeah. PPR, he produced. I, I know the games that he had with Taysom Hill. He got at least 15 points in PPR. I'll take that out of my third round pick. This team, though, Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, Michael Thomas, favorite team by far. By Solid far. team. Solid team. Well, now I believe it's my pick, unless I'm mistaken. And it, this is my team where I have Ezekiel Elliott and George Kittle. And I'm going to continue filling out every single position because I believe DK Metcalf is still on the board. That's who is between for me and Thomas. But I, I just feel like Thomas is safer in yeah, some way. Absolutely. Even, though, absolutely. even though DK had those huge games and we saw what he could do with Russell Wilson, the inconsistency was still there. I really do think Michael Thomas will be consistent next year, no matter who the quarterback is. Sure. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I have DK one spot above Michael Thomas, but but I can hear either which way. Where have you been seeing DK going in these drafts, though? Is he a second round pick? 19. Is okay. his 19. So he goes, It there's a tier of wide receivers. It goes DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley. Those guys are all ranked in one five-man uh, five tier, back to back to back to back to back. So okay. that's, what that's I good see. to know. He won't be here at this point, but I, I still think this is a great spot for him. If I was going to take him, it would be in the third round. I, I don't think I'll touch him in the second. There are a lot of guys I like more than DK Metcalf, but DK Metcalf's potential is absolutely sky high. Definitely. I, I mean, I think a really good pick here. I mean, I would take definitely uh, not, not right here. Like this, this is, this is a fine spot for him. Again, you're not going to get him here based on what I've seen in the Yahoo drafts. But at that point at 19, like if AJ Brown is there between him and DK, it's AJ Brown every single time. If for some reason, DeAndre Hopkins is there between him and DK. It's DeAndre Hopkins every single time. Uh, Justin Jefferson and DK, I'd probably take DK over Jefferson. I'm taking Ridley every single time over DK Metcalf as well. But I would take probably at this point, George Kittle. If I, again, tight end premium. If I 
knew that there was a chance that Darren Waller wouldn't last me in the third, I would take George Kittle over DK Metcalf. Sure up that position. Lucas, you did it already. You took you you made the the hard decision easy. You took George Kittle and he somehow still ended up with DK Metcalf here. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Jack, you're up. All right. Um, so I'm looking, I got Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller on this team. So we're going to look at, oh, do I go second running back here? I think I have to go second running back. I'll, I'll take Joe Mixon off. There the he goes. Here. There he goes. And I think it's about time. Now I'm not comfortable with Joe Mixon as my RB1. As my RB2 in the third round, though, I'm more comfortable with that. Now I think he's going to be an inconsistent back once again. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to consistently produce week to week. He's not that 15 point a game guy every single week, but the touches are going to be there where he can be that 25 point to five point a game guy where he'll go 25 one week, five the next week, 25 one week, five the next week, 41 week, 45 one week, and then maybe three or four. But that's okay with me right now because I know he can win me fantasy football games, and that is what I'm going to take a risk on at my RB2 position. Do not do not take Joe Mixon as your RB1. No, that's a mistake. If you take Joe Mixon as your RB1, guys, you are not in a good position. But guys, that's what people are doing still. It's a mistake. In the graphs that I've seen – his typical ADP is around 17 and 18 with wow. people taking him as their first running back off the board after starting with a, with a Tyree kill or Stefan Diggs. He's not safe hurt. enough for that. He's you're not safe get, enough. You're going to get hurt. Joe Mixon's here's, here's what you want to do with Joe Mixon and, and how you go about maximizing any potential return you have on Joe Mixon. You take another running back before him and then you take Joe Mixon and then maybe Joe Mixon ends up being an RB one and maybe you have two RB ones. That's great. But that leaves you in a position where if he doesn't end up being an RB1, if he ends up busting like he has the past several seasons, if he doesn't get better, which I do not honestly expect him to, then you're still going to put yourself in a position of, of being okay, right? I mean, it's, 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 that, it's that simple. It, it, I mean, and so if you take him as your RB1, we've talked about it before, a championship winning team does not have Joe Mixon as their RB1. In two specific mock drafts that I just look back on from the ones that I've done, uh, Joe Mixon has been paired with Nick Chubb in two of those. How do you guys feel about that? Rounds one That's and a solid two. pairing. That's Love a it. solid pairing. Aside from every person who lives in Ohio and is a Cleveland Browns fan or a Cincinnati Bengals fan hating that you have both of them on your fantasy team just from fantasy allegiance. That's a good, that's a good spot. This guy, yeah, this guy, that. this one specific guy did, did that, had those two and then came back in the third round and took Clyde. It's not bad. Wow. I, I love Joe Mixon as the three running back pairing. Because then potentially, if Joe Mixon has a big game, which he will, he's a fantastic trade candidate because everybody loves Joe Mixon's name still. And if people are still valuing him as an RB1 no, and you see no, maybe he's no, not. No, you what? don't draft to trade. I learned that mistake last year. Don't draft. No, I'm not saying you draft to trade, but hypothetically, if you draft three running backs and you're safe throughout the entire season and maybe a fourth running back comes up where you know he's a good backup, there's going to be teams out there that need running backs midway through the season. If you have three running backs and they're all producing, you can trade one away. But if but, only two but, of them are producing, then you're in a safe position anyways. I love actually going first three running backs. But oh yeah, that's, but then don't draft Joe Mixon. If you're already yeah. going into the season with the idea like, oh, you know, he's going to have a few big games that I can get rid of him. Then don't draft him in the first place. There's no That's need fair. to. Why even give yourself that headache, that that angst every single week? Like Joe Mixon has to have a big game. And then all of a sudden you start selling yourself short because you're like, oh my God, he didn't produce the first two games. You start to panic. You sell him off too low. Maybe he ends up bouncing back. You realize you made a mistake. It it At that point, Jack, what you're saying, three running backs, fine. I've done that before. It's worked out in the past. 
drafting Joe Mixon as a running back in that three running back pairing just to make him as a, as a possible trade bait later on. Horrible idea. Yeah, don't. I agree with you completely, Shane. Drafting the trade never works out how you want it to work out. It just doesn't. Don't do it. Don't draft the trade. All right, this is me right here. We got two picks left in this round that we're going to wrap it up today. This is the team where I have no running backs right now. It's Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. If this was an actual draft on Yahoo and I did that, I would probably take Darren Waller right here, but I don't. Uh, well, he's he's way gone. So I am going to, I'm going to settle. I'm going to settle for my next highest running back. Don't love him. If he can somehow build off what he did last season, fine spot for him. But I'll take David Montgomery here. I'm not a huge David Montgomery fan. Uh, he typically goes, let me see. I, I think it's usually in this range, round four, betweens round late, late three, early four. And that's Thank a good you. spot for him. That's absolutely yeah. a good spot for him. We, we thought at the end of last season, he, he would have been one of those guys to go in the second round, kind of where Akers and Gibson are going. He isn't. So I think there's a little bit more safety with him here. Bears improved their offensive line. Uh, getting Tevin Jenkins, love that move. And if Justin Fields is starting, that Bears offense could look a whole lot different, a much needed facelift. And Dave Montgomery could be a beneficiary of all that. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're totally right. And, and that's a good spot for him. It's absolutely where he should go. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think he has very good potential. Again, he's one of those guys that could potentially jump into the RB1 conversation if everything goes right, but he also right. could fall off a cliff. So that's also true. Yeah, you're in a good spot. All right, Lucas, last pick. Leave last my pick of the third round. And this, this is definitely interesting because I've got two running backs on the board who I like in this spot. But obviously the value with wide receivers right now, we haven't touched a single wide receiver two on my board. Can I say something real quick? Because I just want to note this for everyone listening out there. So I'm going to run through quickly players that are still available that 100% would not be here in your Yahoo draft. Patrick Mahomes is gone by pick 26. J.K. Dobbins is gone by pick 30. Uh, Who else? Who else? Who else? Justin Jefferson is gone by pick 21. And Julio Jones is usually gone by pick 37, but I think we're at 36 right now. So that's the cutoff. Everything else is seemingly lining. Oh, Josh Allen goes to pick 38. So we're seemingly along similar lines, but there are some guys here that are still here that wouldn't be in your draft. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some guys that that are gone who would be here in your draft, like Miles Gaskin, right? There's, and, and so that's, you know, definitely good things to note. You know, JK Dobbins is definitely tempting for me on this team. I currently have Stefan Diggs and Antonio Gibson. So I started off well, obviously Gibson, a little bit risky as an RB1. Um, so I'll probably go with a running back, you know, but I, I'm not going to go with J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to go with my man who I have continued to hype up all offseason. And you know what? I, I'm going to continue doing it because that offense has not gotten any other running backs. I'm going to take Zach Moss here. I think Zach Moss is a third round sleeper. Absolutely. He is. I don't know why Shane got up. What are you doing? He's, doing, oh a, he's doing a lap. I love Zach Moss. I love Zach Moss. Than, no, no, Can no, that no, be no. worse than my Antonio Brown pick in the fifth yes, round? Shane? Yes, yes. Yeah. You just, you, I can't believe you just did that. Look, you pick Zach Moss? Yes. Are you serious right yes. now? Lucas, I love Zach Moss. Lucas, I know, I know. I like him too. I've moved him up in my rankings. I think he 100% could take over this backfield. I do. Lucas, his ADP is 90. Are you serious? ADP in Yahoo Drex is not it's 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 criminally low. It's right next to Robbie Anderson at 88. There there was there was no need to take Zach Moss here. No need. You should have 
Well, that's oh, good to know for eighty. You were for, better for off Yahoo. taking Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, I can't believe you just took Zach Moss. That's, that's good to insane. know for Yahoo drafts, but this isn't a Yahoo draft. This is our draft. He would not be there at ninety in this draft. You know, he'd be there. I'm at not 75. taking him. He'd be there at seventy-five. Yeah, hundred percent. He'd be there at seventy-five. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. Wow, you think Zach Moss has more yep. potential anyway than J.K. Dobbins? I don't. I do more potential. Oh. Yes, he's he's a little bit riskier, but I definitely think he has more potential. I have more Miles potential Sanders. than than Travis Etienne. I don't think so. I like Travis Etienne more than Zach Moss. Yeah, Zach Moss is going to be the the lead back in that offense. Absolutely, he will be. No question in my mind that Zach Moss will be the lead back in that. Luke, offense. Not a Your guy Melvin Gordon was still on the board here. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis. Yeah, uh, gosh, wow. I'm, Zach Moss is an RB two. I, I think absolutely is a, is a good pick. I think Zach Moss is an RB two. Wow, That's the worst pick I've ever seen. Okay, that wasn't great. That was I not like great. That. No, but I like Zach Moss. That's the thing. I like Zach Moss. I do. And and apparently uh, you don't. No, I like him for the value that he's providing me as my third running back. That's true. That that is rounds. That is good. But he is an RB two. He will be the starter for the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary will not eat into his touches nearly as much will. as people he are will. Thinking. Especially in he's PPR, Devin Singletary will eat into his touches a little bit. Josh Allen will eat into his touches a little bit near the goal line when Josh Allen vultures some of those rushing in touchdowns. But but take you can't you can't take him before round six. You can't. There's no. Well, need that's to. I mean that's good to know for when we are actually drafting that I don't have to take him here. But I still like him as an RB two and think this is like still that, a like good that's spot. Why I haven't taken Robbie Anderson yet because I recognize that. Well, I mean the problem is like when we're all three drafting, Robbie Anderson's going to go before eighty eight. Like that's I have Robbie Anderson at yeah. wide receiver fifteen. I'm still not even that high on Zach Moss. Like, I think he's fine. I think he's a solid third, maybe fourth running back, but I'm not taking him as a I starter. have him. I have him 29 overall. Like, he's in a similar tier to me as Chase Edmonds and Leonard Fournette and Javante Williams. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you know, that's you know, too that, low. That I have him. I have him. I have him at he had over. He had over double digit carries only four times last year. I don't care about last year. He was a rookie last year. Devin Singletary was bad last year. They obviously don't like Devin Singletary. They don't have, they haven't added anybody else. No, here, I disagree because they like Devin Singletary enough to not draft any other running back. No, they like Zach or Moss even add enough. another running back. They like Zach Moss enough to not do that because they recognize that he can be a one, two, three down back. And that's what he will be next year. Mark my words. It's that. what he will be next year. Why did then why did Singletary have more carries than Moss last year? Because Moss was a rookie. How many more times can I yell that? And, seven, and Singletary still had fumbling issues. And they constantly talked about how much the Bills staff has issue with those fumbling issues. Devin Singletary will not be the lead back. It will be Zach Moss clearing away. Am I reading the stats wrong or did Devin Singletary only have one fumble last year? I mean, he had four in 2019, so I'll give you that. But he only had one fumble last year, according to fantasy data. So I'm not 100% sure on those fumbling issues there. And Devin Singletary... And more it, rookie running backs aren't as affected by them being rookies as most other positions. I mean, we're looking at Najee Harris and Travis Etienne stepping into substantial roles right away. Well, but Zach Moss, Zach Moss wasn't, wasn't in that, that same situation last year. He was also more raw than Travis Etienne and Najee Harris are right now. All right. You only I mean, had one I mean, fumble last year. You're I'm right. just saying that's fine. Sleep on, sleep on Zach Moss. I'll no one's sleeping on him. I think he's a great, he's a great breakout candidate later in the draft. Just not, you cannot justify drafting him with, I mean, there's so many guys with higher floors. You're taking such a big risk there. It's, I mean, you're right. It's a little bit of a risk, but I think Zach Moss absolutely has a higher floor than both you guys do. 
I, I understand at this point you can't say that you made a mistake. I didn't make a mistake. No, you did. It's no, okay. I didn't. Okay. I have to say it because I know that you don't like to backtrack sometimes, but I mean, the, geez, that's a great zero regrets, and- zero regrets. And I will continue to have zero regrets over taking Zach Moss at the end of the third round. He's my RB 21. He was my next highest available running back. I guarantee you. Miles Sanders finishes higher than Zach Moss next year. Oh, make the bet right now. Make the bet. We, already have two, we have two no, other no, bets no, no, on no. Miles Sanders. I, yeah, but I want in on this one too. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll take in on this one too. So what is it? Miles Sanders over uh, Zach Moss by the end of the season. Yep. Oh, that's okay. the easiest money I've ever made. $5 for each of us. Thank you. Okay. That's fine. Wow. I can't wait to put this tweet out right after this. People are going to have a field day. That's fine. Awesome. And people are going to be wrong. Like, it's that simple. We have, hold on, before we wrap things up, I just want to once again point out every single person has said Cream Hunt. <laughs> I don't hate that. Not one bit. 29 people have said Cream Hunt over Melvin Gordon. <laughs> 30, actually, because I, I also added to that. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Fantasy Football Laboratory. We have to wrap things up. We went a little bit over because of the chaos that just ensued at the end of this episode. Be sure to check out our website, fflaboratory.com. I'm going to be updating this mock draft so you have everything on there that you need. All the free agent stuff, all the draft stuff. We're going to have content coming out like crazy over the next few months to get you guys ready for your fantasy drafts in July and August. Might be doing some really cool things. Uh, with live drafting that we'll talk about sooner rather than later. You can also check out our TikTok at FF Laboratory, slowly but surely growing there every single day. Do I, I on the TikTok am breaking down a lot of these Yahoo drafts that I'm doing as soon as I do them. So it's really interesting stuff to see where these guys are going with ADP, how I feel about their values, tons of cool stuff there. And of course, check out our Twitter at FF Laboratory, always posting some great polls, as you just heard that we were doing right there. For the chemist Jack McGrath, Spitfire Lucas Parrish, I'm the King of Trade, Shane Palma. So long and have a great day.